Hi, friends. Thank you for joining us on Food for Thought. My name is Sunil Chandy. I am the priest and rector here at Christ Episcopal Church, and we thank you for being with us today as we uh, engage in this wonderful ministry called Food for Thought. It is uh, a ministry that began in, um, in, uh, in the midst of the pandemic to help us connect, and it's just been uh, something that our parish has really been enjoying, and uh, and it's been fruitful for us, and also it provides a great deal of insight for those who watch. And so uh, if you are among those who watch, please do chat. Tell us that you are here. Tell us what uh, what might be a, a good thing that you get uh, gain from this uh, experience, and also uh, how we might improve. I think it's we're always looking for uh, a way to improve. Of course, Food for Thought is a ministry out of Christ Episcopal Church in Westerly, Rhode Island. Uh, yet there, it has a, a, a large reach. Uh, people all over are watching it and uh, engaging in it. And because we have these wonderful guests that give us inspiration and help us to find insight as we deal with our uh, our day-to-day -day challenges. Now, uh, this uh, usually a, for thought, uh, a thought comes out uh, at the very beginning of uh, eight to, for the eight to 10 minutes at the very beginning of the of our, our program. And this uh, this thought, I think, is coming from uh, the Gospel of Matthew. It's this coming lesson, uh, the coming uh, week's lesson, uh, the Sunday's uh, lesson, that is, uh, from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 to 20. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. Salt has lost its taste. How can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So that's a, the reading for this coming Sunday, and I'd like to focus on the first part of that reading, and that is um, this idea about light in the world. Uh, you are the light in the world, and letting your light shine before others. Of course, these readings are coming in the, the or this reading is coming in the season of Epiphany, an Epiphany in which we are called to see the light of God in Jesus. Uh, we see Him manifested as the Son of God, and Jesus chose us how to live life in a dark world. And uh, and Jesus tells us how we are called to be children of light, uh, helping the dark, dispel the darkness of life. Of, uh, life. And of course, the darkness is not just a physical darkness, it's a mental darkness. It's a, da a darkness, the darkness is a metaphor for, um, you know, the things that, the despair that we might have, the sense of hopelessness that we might have, or uh, in the midst of violence, in the midst of um, dangers, in the midst of a life that we uh, don't have seem to have any control over. Uh, and certainly this is, our world is no, uh, no 
is well aware of the darkness here, right? Uh, in this past weekend, we've had, uh, you know, uh, a, a police shooting uh, or a police killing of a, of, a, of a person in Memphis, Tennessee. We had shootings in California. Uh, we've had uh, places where there's a lot of violence all over. And sometimes when you see only the violence, you might think that, that our world is just a dark place filled with uh, a lot of pain and meaningless pain. But Jesus reminds us this lesson uh, that even though the world is filled with darkness, I mean, even in Jesus's time, uh, there was darkness, there was violence, there was a sense of despair. He reminds us that, that there's hope and there's light and God provides that hope and light. And, and then God allows that, then as we bask in that hope and light, we become children of light. It's, it's, uh, it's this, this reading, Matthew chapter 5, is given in the context of the Sermon on the Mount, right? Jesus is, uh, has all, he's began, he began his ministry in the Gospel of Matthew, and it's in the first five chapters, you know, we've had the, uh, the, the story of his birth, and then uh, his baptism, and then his, his going into the wilderness, and then he's starting to engage with people, and he's bringing the disciples, and he's, and he's, and he's starting to heal, and teach, and proclaim the gospel, the good news to the people around, and they're responding. People are coming from all over the place. And so in the Gospel of Matthew, uh, in chapter 5, Jesus is teaching them on a mount. It's as if Jesus is the law, like the tradition of, of Moses, giving the new law, a new way of being, a new way of understanding one's relationship with Christ and then with God and to find meaning and hope and purpose. And so uh, uh, he calls his disciples, they, they draw near to him. And then as they hear him speak, he tells them that they have hope. They have hope. And that is God, God walking with them in the midst of life and God showing them how to act even in the midst of a chaotic world. And, and so Jesus, through his ministry in the Gospel of Matthew, speaks of uh, spreading the light of Christ and, and the hope of Christ through acts of love, mercy, kindness uh, into, into the world. And so uh, this is what he, he helps us to understand that we can break through the cycles of, of darkness. You know, it's interesting. I was just reading a reflection on, um, on, the, on the recent police brutality situation in uh, Memphis, Tennessee where uh, a young man was was killed uh by by police uh by five policemen and, and i was really listening to um uh bishop uh, michael curry's or reading bishop michael's re uh curry's reflection on uh the recent killing and he suggested that there were no good samaritans um in the midst of that experience there were no no one to help this young man who was dying on the side of the road. They were watching him die, and and there were no good Samaritans among the police that were that were a part of this incident. Among the EMT people that were called to help this uh, the situation, among even 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 the people out on the streets. Uh, but then Bishop Michael reminded us uh, reminded in this 
piece of, in writing was that there were there are good Samaritans. There are people uh, who are in the police uh, force or in the fire emergency and fire, uh, you know, emergency response uh, forces, or people in the world who are good Samaritans who who seek to help people and and engage people with kindness and love. And those are the people that spread the light of Christ to the world. Uh, it's so important that we have people spread this light of Christ to the world around us because it can get very dark and challenging. And people need to know that we're not, you know, that the world is not all dark and hopeless. And, and that's the message that we Christians have. We have this hope, this light, this this uh, this ability to hold on because we have our faith in God. Now today we have a guest who will who spreads the light of Christ uh, to the world around uh, around her all the time. Uh, she is uh, uh, our guest is the Reverend Mary Alice, and she is uh, the vicar of St. Peter's and St. Andrews, and she's a grad uh, in. Um, in Providence, and she's a graduate of Yale Divinity School. She was ordained about 30 years ago and was uh, served parishes of various uh, sizes. And with her husband, John, she lived in Tanzania uh, for a short time and served mostly at Holy Cross Parish in Megalia. Today, with her children and grandchildren among her congregants, Reverend Mary Alice sells weekly services, assists with the weekly food pantry, and spearheads new initiatives to ensure St. Peter's and St. Andrew's continues to flourish. And so they have this vibrant ministry in Providence in which they spread the light of Christ, uh, the light of hope and joy to the people of Providence. And today, we're lucky to hear of them. And hear of the inspirational message that Mary Alice might be able to proclaim to us. So Ben, bring Mary Alice on board. Hi, Mary Alice, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, I just want to appreciate your ministry and I, I, I just wanted to thank you for being with us also. And uh, and I'm hoping that maybe we might even be able to talk a little bit about Tanzania. I used to, I used to live in Tanzania myself, East Africa, uh, in Dar es Salaam. Uh, my sister was born there, and so I would love to uh, touch with you about that a little bit in our conversation, if uh, if that's okay too. Absolutely. But first, uh, tell us about your ministry at, uh, at St. Andrews, and uh, and tell us about how it's going. You know, um, COVID impacted our churches in strange ways, and many churches, I think, have been impacted negatively. St. Peter's actually got impacted positively. Uh, mm. We've had a food closet there or a food pantry since the 1970s, but it was it was pretty small. We served twice a month and um, maybe 400 families a year. Wow. We're, we're now serving almost 3,000 families a year. Wow. Uh, but the Rhode Island Food Bank called and asked if we would please, during COVID, start serving every week. And that really began the journey of what does it mean to to do that and um, to be be really careful that we're we're serving that that we are we are with the people and we're not for them. I mean that they are part of us and we are part of them. And I think that's a piece of our ministry to really make them feel welcome. And this is their space as well as it's our space. Sure. 
So, so the, the ministry began with St. Peter's and not St. Andrew's. It's, it's, no, it was St. Peter's and St. Andrew's. They emerged back in the 1970s. So they were, um, so it was always been out of the same building, out of the same space. Okay. But it really was parishioners because back in the 70s, they were, that was a brand new merger, but it was parishioners from both parishes that started it. Um, it was a really a group of women who were the the beginnings of it, very hard on the parish. It was a, a, a white middle-class parish, um, always the center of that neighborhood. It was a, a social center. It was an, a center where people went, uh, you know, for CYO or, or, you know, youth went, youth dances and uh, potlucks. They even got written up in uh, Yankee Magazine for their famous strawberry shortcake. So Wow. <laughs> Do they still make the strawberry shortcakes? No, no. Oh, okay, okay. I'm afraid. I'm afraid our women took that that to the grave with them. Yeah. All right. Um, so then, and uh, and St. Andrews and and St. Peter's are are looked in uh, Providence. Yeah, we're in um, 02908 and um, 02908 and 02909. The two zip codes are the hardest hit areas, the the most impoverished areas in Providence. So. Um, our our neighborhood is actually a, a working class now, um, at least 60 to 70 percent Latino um, and people work, but they don't they don't have quite enough to make uh, the week or to they have to make decisions whether they're going to heat their house or whether they're going to have groceries. Or it, it, it's so they're they're always right there on the edge, right on the edge. And how long have you been there, Mary Alice? So I will be celebrating five years. I was just putting my annual report together and looking at what we have accomplished in five years. So um, it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah. And so like when you got there, what, what was it like? Uh, and did they have the feeding program um, as strong as this? No, as no, 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 no. It was um, just really kind of hanging on by um, an edge. There, There were only nine people left in the parish five years ago. So um, it was, wow. it was, do we stay open or do we close? Uh, and there was enough energy there that it was pretty clear that they, they wanted to stay open. So then we began figuring out, well, if we're going to stay open, then how do we become a parish for the neighborhood that God, you know, we are located in now, um, not the one that we were located in 1970s. Right. And so then, um, and so uh, were the feeding program at that time was about 400 a, a month or? No, a year. A year, a year, 400 a year, I'm sorry. Yeah, we, we had about 160 families there last Saturday. So, and, and, you know, we had about 50 children go through. Uh, we always have, a, we have a book station and so the, the kids get to pick out a new book every week and they, they get to take it home. And that's so uh, anybody who wants to donate children's books. We're we're always open to uh, receiving children's books because it's just one way of letting the children know that they are important, too, um, and that we care. And so do you still hold services in the in the church or? <laughs> oh, I, I think I think. Um, so we also started a thrift store and that was just kind of, we, we just, I don't even know how it got started. I cannot remember. 
but, but now it is an important part of the ministry and the thrift store is in the church. Mm. So on Fridays, we set up the thrift store in the church. On Saturdays, we moved the thrift store so that we can have church on Sunday. But it, it provides clothing and we, we um, dishes, small appliances for the kitchen and beddings and, you know, things like that. They, no knickknacks and they only want things that they're going to use. Mm. And uh, they so appreciate being able to choose. I mean, I know it's lightly used, but we try really hard to make sure that, that everything is, is in good shape as possible. Yeah. I think hardly ever anything sells for more than $5. Most of it goes for a dollar. Wow. So it's, you know, donations. Um, so do, do, you, uh, do you hold services within the community uh, in Spanish or? So I, I'm talking to Jack Lynch, actually. He's on my list of people to call because, you know, I, I, I'm hoping between him and maybe the bishop and, and Dina, we could figure out a Spanish speaking person who would like to be like a chaplain on Saturdays. Um, my Spanish is close to non-existent. And I, I'm not a good language learner, <laughs> but we have uh, 60, maybe almost 70% of our volunteers speak Spanish so that it's not a, we don't, we don't have a problem there. Um, and by the way, we had over 300 volunteers come through last year. Wow. That's really amazing. And yeah. so, and to so the volunteers, um, I mean, this is, this is a vibrant ministry of the church. I mean, it's light. Uh, out into in the in the area that where where people are maybe feeling desperation, uh, you know, trying to maybe some food insecurity, some you know, all sorts of stuff, and and you and the church is is bringing this light out there. Yeah, uh, it and, and we call ourselves the center of hope. Yeah. So, um, we're 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 trying to expand. I I wrote a grant so we can use the basement of our parish hall. We already have uh, social workers and uh, people who teach English as a second language and citizens classes asking to use space because we've become such a hub for the community. And there's not there's not another hub in that particular community. Mm. So we are we are filling a space um, for the church, but as for the city as well. Um, so how did it, how does this impact the spiritual life of your congregation? You know, I think I'm, we're just really blessed because I, I think there are very few congregations that um, would put up with all that goes on in, whoops, sorry. That's okay. It's, uh, um, that's technology for you. <laughs> yeah, now I have to find out where you are. Well, I can see you, definitely. You can see me. Okay. Well, I've lost you. I just. Oh, that's okay. There you, there you yeah. are. Okay. Um, where was I? <laughs> so, so the spiritual life of the community, how does, how does this outreach work? Uh, this work to help people, uh, help your own people. And oh, absolutely. I mean, we have, most of the parishes are most of, oh. that's okay. Whatever that was, I think I might. Hmm. At any rate, the, the, our parishes, parishioners are all involved in one way or another. Even those who 
are, you know, old enough that they can't help physically, um, I always tell them they're, they're our prayer partners. Yeah. So uh, now you had initially about nine people there at the end. Yeah, we, we have about 30 now. I wow. Mean, that's great. In the five years. Yeah. That's, an that's a great improvement. And, and not only that, I'm sure that there's also people who are connecting. Uh, don't worry about it, Mary Alice. Don't let it bother you. But uh, there are people who are connecting to your ministry there. You know, all these, these volunteers. Well, they do. And, and so, I mean, you know, some of our, some of our, our parishioners um, really work hard to bring in stuff for the thrift store. Um, some of them are there, on, you know, at hand helping to give out food on Saturday or, or to clean up after the thrift store or, you know, it, they all have their own little slot. How has it helped our sense of God? I think it really, you know, we, we feel like God is really with us and the Holy Spirit keeps unfolding things. And it's just pretty amazing to watch people grow in the depths of what it means to be a walking gospel. Yeah. I, I talk about St. Francis quite often who said, you know, preach the gospel, always use words when you have to. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that quote. And I also love, <coughs> I, I think I also loved your, one of the things that I'm getting from you is that it's just really wonderful and it's, and it's uh, uh, inspirational. I mean, usually what we, you know, like uh, the church has been, you know, in his, his in history, kind of like a, a following a colonial model, right? Where the church will go into a place and then, it's, okay, we've got to spread the light of Christ. They've got to learn from us, and uh, and we've got the we've got the secret, and we've got we've got the ability to do stuff, and we've got the resources to to make a difference in this thing. And then uh, and then what happens is. Uh, and so it, it, it has, in traditionally in history, led to this colonial mindset and, and the abuses of colonialism. What I'm sensing in you, which is really beautiful, and I think it's amazing, you, you all, your church, St. Andrews, St. Peter's and St. Andrews is doing this ministry, but there's also this, you said to, at the very beginning that you're also learning from the people. There's... There's an insight. There's light that it's being passed back and forth. Yeah, we we are constantly learning, and I, I have to tell you that uh, many of our volunteers come out of the community, out of the um, food pantry community themselves. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's it's just all one. It's not it's not a separate. It, it's not like this is here and this is here and this is here. It's 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 in the bowl and we're all mixed. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it feeds us in the way of, you know, here's God, here's God present, here's God holy, here's, the, we had a little boy um, last week, he was about eight, and he found a jigsaw puzzle in the midst of the uh, thrift store. And he came out of the thrift store puzzle thrower with his puzzle underneath his arm and a smile across his face. And, you know, you could just, he was beaming. And it was like, we forget the little things that we gave this child a choice and he was able to use his choice and get something that he wanted for probably a quarter or 50 cents. And, and that 
you know, now it was his and he was taking it home. And um, we did the same thing with our toy store at Christmas, which was, that was just a plain miracle of the Holy Spirit. Because we had somebody who was doing it for us and then they couldn't because of medical reasons. And I put the word out and we got some 500 brand new toys. And we created a toy store and we invited the parents to go downstairs and to shop for free. They, 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 this was totally free um, for their children to take presents home that they wanted for their children. And then we gave them garbage, you know, plastic bags so that the children couldn't see them. And um, it, it just was amazing to see parents have choice for their child. I, I know it's wonderful to put a child's name on a tree and take that home and, and you wrap it up. But then the, the, but the parents haven't, you know, this was the parents giving their children the gifts. Oh. And then, and then the idea of, I mean, I love that little story about the little boy, especially the, the joy that was, you noticed on their face and the joy that was communicated to you. And that's a spiritual experience. I mean, oh, it definitely was. I actually preached it yesterday as what does it mean to walk humbly with our God? Well, you yeah. know, we saw it right here in this little hallway between the church and the parish hall. You know, this child was embodying what it meant, what it yeah. means. So it's sacred ground, sacred ground that you're on. Absolutely. Yeah. Mary Alice, thank you for this work. It's a, it's a beautiful work. And I know that you're making a, a, a difference in the lives of, of the people in Providence. And I'm hoping that maybe Christ Church uh, can help you and, and be a partner, uh, and maybe other churches as well, in this, this wonderful ministry in Providence that you have. Uh, I would like to switch a gear in just one way. I, I'd, I'd love to talk about your experience in Tanzania. I know we don't have too much time, but I'd love to hear how you got there and uh, you know, what led you to get there? Well, the bishop actually invited me. Bishop Mayambo invited me. Um, he was um, thinking and toying about the idea of uh, women priests in Tanzania, which, you know, women don't, still don't even drive cars. So this, this is a, a large leap. Um, and so he invited us to go and, and we, we went. Um, you know, he... The politics over there are pretty pretty difficult, so it, it was it was pretty slow going. But I did get to um, preach at uh, quite a few churches and uh, got to be part of uh, lots of confirmations and uh, other kinds of social activities. And, and John was with me, so we and we we were living at Holy Cross at the parish of Holy Cross um, in, in Megilla, which is um, about. 45 minutes outside of Tonga, if you know where Tonga is. Yeah, I, I, I uh, well, I used to live in Dar es Salaam. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents uh, moved out there and my sister was born there and uh, went to Mozambique Hospital uh, in Dar es Salaam. So Tonga, I've heard of it, uh, but you know, it, that, that's, uh, I've never really visited there. It's very, actually Tonga is really, it's right on the Indian Ocean and it's quite, quite beautiful. Um, but, you know, transportation in Tanzania is atrocious. Yeah. As yeah. you probably well know. And uh, it, it just, it was an experience that I will always savor and hold. And 
how much we have here as compared to there. It, I don't think anybody can understand third world countries unless you actually go there and, and see it yeah. and, and live it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting that because um, wh when were you there last? Uh... So last, I think it was maybe um, 2016 or 2017. Yeah. I, I went in 2012 um, uh, to revisit it and, uh, and uh, you know, it was just a pretty interesting place. I mean, there was a heavy, heavy investments from uh, China. Uh, they, were, they were coming in there. And uh, uh, President Obama just visited the country the, just the week before. And so there were, were really, uh, there was real talk about investment and so forth. But there, but they, there was a stark difference uh, between those who had and, and those who haven't you know, who don't, who don't have as much. And so it was, it's, it was really, a, but it was a beautiful experience. I worked with a, a Pentecostal church there and, and, and was doing some ministry with them. So it was good, really good for me. Too. Yeah, it's just, you know, so amazing. There, there was, there's a hospital um, in Muheza, which was just actually five miles from Megillah, but took about 20 plus minutes because the road was maybe even a half an hour because the road was so bad. It was just, never mind. It was just bad. <laughs> um, but that little hospital was both Anglican and state. So, uh, but there was no electricity in the hospital other than in the surgical suite and, and in the lab. Uh, there was no running water. The, the bathrooms were all outside. I mean, yeah. and this was a hospital. It's it's really interesting how uh, there's there's different uh, challenges that many people across the globe face that we might not even understand, and but um, uh, but nonetheless we're called to be light and hope in the world and and I'm glad that you're here in our diocese in the diocese of Rhode Island uh, passing on that light and hope in Providence and um, and so anything that we could do to support you Mary Alice would be uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. That would be great. We we do buy milk every week, and milk costs us um, three hundred dollars. So, if anybody wanted to sponsor a week of milk, we'd be super appreciative. I think I think there are viewers here who might be able to help us with that. Hopefully, you know. And uh, this is a, a good ministry to be a part of. Yeah. So, if anybody wanted to know more, they can. Well, you can tell them where to find me. <laughs> well, definitely. I think, uh, Ben, maybe we might be able to put uh, Mary Alice's uh, website information on, on our program here and maybe on our, uh, uh, you, know, you know, on Food for Thought. We can, maybe we might be able to put it on uh, as an introduction or something. It would be great. Yeah. Mary Alice, thank you so much uh, for your time. Uh, it, it, the conversation went really quickly for us. It's already uh, 30 minutes. Wow. <laughs> and God bless you and your ministry. And I'm looking forward to continuing uh, to talk with you and see how we could we could collaborate and partner in some, some work uh, with you. And also maybe even have you come down to Christchurch Westerly. I would love to do that. All right. God bless you. Thank you. All right. Hi. Friends, that was uh, Mary Alice uh, Sullivan. She's the vicar of St. Andrews and St. Peter's in, uh, in Providence, and she's doing some great work out there. And 
spreading the light of God to uh, to the place of there uh, that she's ministering to, and also receiving the light. and um, And Ben just put uh, put up the uh, the website that she is uh, that she could be reached at. And of course, this is uh, you know there. If you if you if anyone can sponsor a week of milk. Uh, for uh, for the people up there, that would be really wonderful. It'd be a good way to spread joy and hope in that community. Uh, our time is now uh, ending, and so let's just end with a prayer. And today, I think I just would like to end with the colic for the fifth Sunday uh, after the Epiphany. I think it was it's a pretty powerful colic. Uh, the Lord be with you. Let us pray. Set us free, O God, from the bondage of our sins, and give us the liberty of that abundant life which you have made known to us in your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Join with me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we of those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, go in peace to love and serve God. Spread the light of Christ to the world around you. Receive the light of Christ from people around you as well. Uh, because the world needs children of light. Thanks for watching. Did you know that you can join Christ Church from anywhere in the world? If you're feeling connected to what we're doing, email us today at communicate at Christchurchwesterly.org.